Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text me on 0401-305077. Also, you can email us info at faithfm.com.au or visit our website faithfm.com.au Our theme for the week is the Bible and end time events. And our big questions, is the judgment of God bad news or good news? Why are there so many churches and how can we live a life to the fullest? These are some of the questions which you already dealt with during this week. But the other day and particularly today, the, the second part, we are going to look at secrets to success. And um, our co-host today, it's Helen Gray. Helen, it's so good to have you with us. Thank you, Nick. It's good to be back again. <laughs> Normally, I don't do two nights in a row, but this is uh, an exception. So I'm really pleased to be here. Oh, very happy to have you with us, uh, Helen. Uh, and Helen is now part of uh, Faith FM family. <laughs> and if you know it or not, Helen is part of some other programs which we do on Faith FM, like uh, if I will mention uh, uh, Bible study, the panel discussion. We really enjoy your uh, presence there, Helen. And uh, But tell me a little bit uh, more about yourself. I know you probably told uh, Fabiano when you have, uh, you know, the hosting together the mm-hmm. program, but uh, tell me a little bit what you do these days. Well, I'm quite busy, actually. Somebody said, oh, you work two days a week. And I said, well, no, actually, I work full time plus. And, um, but I love what I do, Nick. I really, really love it. I love talking to people. I love sharing the Lord. And I'm involved in ministry and pastoral care worker at Birdwood Church and, um, great church to be with. Mm-hmm. Lovely, lovely people. And uh, in fact, I caught up with a couple of the members in, in Gawler today, but just before I came in. And, um, that was a good chance to catch up. Yeah, so it keeps me pretty busy between that and we do Zoom meetings and mm. prepare sermons and Bible studies, as you said. We're doing a fantastic study on the sanctuary at the moment. Yes. Wow, that really is just blowing my mind. Mm. Yeah, and we during the series which we look at, you know, for the last month, particularly mm. Secrets of Prophecy, we dealt with that one. And I yes. remember that you were actually um, <laughs> sharing quite a bit on that program. We may come um, back to mention a few things from, uh, you know, just to recap a little bit. I think from, I took uh, over from Fabiano that <laughs> night. I got so excited. <laughs> yeah. But look, it's it's so good, um, Helen, to see you involved in ministry. Mm. I remember a few years ago when uh, we were um, uh, studying, you know, together in Melbourne. Yes. And um, yeah, there, uh, we were looking forward to see how God can use lay people mm-hmm. in, in the ministry. Now, this is very important because um, too often we are tempted to believe that uh, only the ministers, the pastors, the 
priests, uh, whatever, mm. Mm. they are called to um, to do the work of God and to minister, which is wrong. I believe mm. each one of us will have a call, and particularly when you are able to also get some um, education, you know, or, and yeah, get some skills together. That's also good. But the most important thing is that we allow God to perfect us. You know, oh, amen. And to amen. to use the skills, I mean, the um, um, gifts which God mm. gives us all uh, to to share and put it in place. I'm reminded of the statement that said, God does not call the qualified, but he mm. qualifies the called. Yes, that's so true. So it really isn't... He calls people who um, have an education, like he called Paul in the in the Bible. Mm-hmm. He had a very good education, and of course Moses too, in in the courts in Egypt. And um, I I feel humbled every day that that I've been chosen by him to do what I do. Um, and in fact, you mentioned we we were studying together, Nick. And after that, I got very very sick. And uh, I'm a walking miracle today because God healed me and I just praise him and I just want to worship him and serve him. Mm. Absolutely. Definitely, Helen. Uh, before we go further, I would like to just have a, a promo here and maybe a song and we'll be back soon. Please stay with us. You are okay. listening to Faith FM, a positively different radio station. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Give me the Bible, star of gladness gleaming To cheer the wonder, lone and tempest-tossed no storm can hide that peaceful radiance beaming Since Jesus came to seek and save the lost Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal Give me the Bible when my heart is broken When sin and grief have filled my soul with fear Give me the precious words by Jesus spoken Hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior dear Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day
Give me the Bible, all my steps enlightened. Teach me the danger of these realms below. That lamp of safety or the gloom shall brighten. That light alone the path of peace can show. Give me the Bible, holy message shining. Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way. Precept and promise, law and love combining. Till night shall vanish in eternal day. In eternal day. In eternal day. That is a beautiful song by Matt Minicus. Give me the Bible and how important it is to find ourselves. Uh, immersed in the Bible, uh, finding information and everything what we need from the Bible. It's also good to have uh, David Dillim again with us from uh, Family Voice Australia. We always enjoy your uh, input and the way you bring together some thoughts, particularly to keep up with news. Uh, but also, since you come on the program with us, um, the situation in Australia, even with the coronavirus, is not getting any better, David. This is true. We have much to discuss. Yes. And um, today, uh, as we are uh, looking into prayer, secrets to success, yes. to come out of situations like this in a good shape, mm. it's very important to talk about prayer. It is. And it's a pity that our churches weren't allowed to open earlier, mm. and some are still not fully open, because at this time of difficulty, we urge people to seek God in prayer and to gather with his people to receive the word and to be encouraged. Yeah. Now, as you know, David is the director of Family Voice Australia here in South Australia. And uh, David, at Family Voice, I'm sure you believe in the power of prayer. We do indeed, yes. In fact, I've just come from a prayer meeting in our office, which is great. We need to make sure our work is undergirded with prayer. And um, really, I think prayer is important in three contexts, for mm-hmm. the individual, for the family, and for the nation. Mm, that's beautiful. And uh, we may just touch uh, on uh, all those aspects yes. uh, a little bit uh, today. Yes. And, in, you know, what is your perspective on prayer? And, mm. and what is the value of prayer for, yes. for the individual? Let's yes. start with that. Let's start with the individual. Very important that we pray. And I encourage people not so much to have a prayer time, but a prayer life. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean instead of just setting aside a bit of time in the morning or the evening or whenever, to make sure that every moment is a prayerful moment. And so I'm always trying to pray to God on a moment-by-moment basis as I Mm. go about my day. So I think the individual does well to pray in that situation. Mm. That's very good. And the the Bible says, you know, uh, pray without ceasing. Exactly. That's a very important one. And people may ask, how can I pray constantly, Mm. you know? But if you have your mind focused on the... First things first, yes. priorities, yes. you know how the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of heaven. Yes, that's right. And everything else will be given it's to v- you. It's very easy to say, thank you, Lord. Mm. It's very easy to say, guide me, Lord. It takes half a second to pray that, yes. so you can slip that in yes. uh, every few moments. And what's your view on um, 
on family yes. prayer. Yes, family prayer is very necessary, and this does require some discipline. As families get together, perhaps over a meal, especially the father leading in prayer,、mm-hmm. uh, children are watching very closely to see what their fathers are doing. And as they see their fathers worshiping, praying, and leading, they will say, "That's for me. I will choose this pathway." So it's very important that fathers lead families in prayer. And we need more fathers, as you just said, to、yes. to really take that role、exactly. of leadership. Exactly.、Uh, we live in a society, David, when、uh, it's so much pressure on、um, equality and、mm. all those things,、mm. which is okay.、Mm. But、uh, I think by this, some of you know, like as you just mentioned, men in 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 this world, they lost a little bit of their、uh, call to say、they、so. You know, their call, yes, their vocation. Yes. I remember when our children were growing up,、uh, they would look to their mother for comfort. And they would look to me, for example. Yes, that's the a, difference. That's a very good point. Again,、mm. and doesn't mean that we diminish any of the attributes、yes. of each parent. Correct. But actually, when you look in the Bible, it was so nicely, you know, put there、um, what a man should do, what、yes. a woman should do, and、uh, a woman can have even more to do in a family than.、Um, To go out and just be successful and do、uh, career-wise and so on, which all those things are good,、mm. but I can see a bit of unbalance here. This is true, and as the old poem goes, "The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world."、Mm. Blessings on the hands of women. Right. Prayer is very important, but fathers have a, a special role in transmitting the faith、mm-hmm. that we tend not to recognise. Absolutely, David. And、uh, another thing. What is the role of prayer for nations?、Yes. You know, we right now、um, I, you look at the news and you've seen、uh, cases. You know, like people、mm. just kneeling down. You know,、yeah. where they were in the hospitals, and it's a bit of hesitation there. I mean, like the nations to really、mm. approach prayer in、yes. a in a right way. Or well, yes, it's not part of our culture, unfortunately, which is strange. Because in America, the first thing that、uh, President Trump did was to call a, a day of prayer,、mm. and he led the nation in prayer. That's not happened in Australia, which is a pity. It's strange because the parliaments of Australia all begin each day with Christian prayer.、Yes. So it's not like they don't believe in prayer. It's just that they are afraid of providing leadership. Yeah, but it is wonderful to know that our parliaments begin with prayer、mm. uh, each day, and they pray the Lord's prayer, and they pray a prayer to Almighty God.、Uh, I can pray the prayer for you、mm. if you like,、uh, mm. Almighty God. We humbly beseech thee to vouchsafe thy blessing upon this parliament, direct and prosper our deliberations to the advancement of thy glory and the true welfare of the people of Australia.、Mm. And then they go into the Lord's prayer. Yeah. So、uh, the parliamentarians start each day with prayer. They don't have to. They could stop it tomorrow,、mm-hmm. but they rather like the idea. But for some reason, they are hesitant to lead the nation in prayer. But it's our role as God's people also to pray. It's in First、uh, Timothy chapter two, we're to pray for kings and all those in authority. And the reason is given that we may live peaceful and quiet lives.、Mm. So if we find ourselves not enjoying peaceful and quiet lives, I think we need to ask whether our churches and we as individuals are praying earnestly、mm. for our civic authorities. So they certainly need every prayer that we can offer. Yes. And、uh, as I mentioned earlier, particularly in those in these times, you know, I mean, we we should.、Uh, Utilize, if you like, everything what we have at hand, and、exactly. particularly this one.、Uh, I like when、uh, somebody said that God is at the distance only over prayer. Exactly. Yes. And uh, David, um, thank you for bringing those those points together、uh, today. How would you like to pray today? Yes. Yes.、Us? I will pray for 
our civic authorities and for the entire nation. So, Lord, we thank you for all of the authorities. Your word instructs us to pray for kings and all those in authority. So we do pray for the Queen of Australia and for her representative nationally, the Governor-General. And we pray for the state governors, all six of them. And we pray for all of our Prime Minister, Premiers, the various authorities, the judiciary, the army, the police. So many authorities to pray for. Lord, touch them, we pray. Speak to them, guide them, that they may help this nation to achieve all of its potential under your hand of blessing. May your blessing be upon this nation and all its people. And I pray for every listener also, especially for those who may not yet know you as Lord and Saviour. And I pray that you would speak to each listener right now. And for those who will repeat these words after me, Uh, that we receive Jesus as our Saviour and our Lord. We turn Mm. away from our sins and we receive his free gift of salvation. It's as simple as that. Mm. And so, Father, touch each listener, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. David, thank you so much for uh, coming with us. I wish you all the best with uh, Family Voice Australia and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, Nick. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. And this is Nick Rita with our co-host Helen Gray. And we are looking today at uh, Secrets to Success. But because this is the last program, uh, Helen, for this series, I would like to just mention um, a few of the programs which we dealt with uh, in the mm-hmm. past uh, month. And uh, I would like you to... Uh, if you want to watch some of these programs, you can go on uh, Living Ministry Media and um, select their Secrets of Prophecy, and you'll be able to uh, view some of mm. these programs. But we dealt with uh, who will control the world. That was a big topic, uh, mm-hmm. and we have uh, lots of questions there, and uh, also signs of the time. And we live in a period of time when really we see signs. That's uh, true. Uh, mm-hmm. going on and um, how will the world end this is a question that many people you know ask you know um, the, the war zone talking about the enemy the devil the big controversy here uh, does God care that was another good one we dealt with uh, steps to spiritual freedom the mystery man of prophecy rebuilding the temple inside of the lost ark rest for the soul symbols of the sun who is the antichrist the final superpower mark of the beast all those very uh, important mm. topics we we dealt um, we dealt with them uh, also we were uh, looking at life after death and where on earth is hell that was a good mm-hmm. program i enjoyed that one um, the judgment and the so why so many churches and we culminating, uh, coming together here with these programs like Living Life to the Full. We dealt with that just a um, uh, couple of uh, days ago. But 
Secrets to Success, Helen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, you uh, with Fabiano, you look into this uh, a little bit at the beginning, the first part. Yes. Can you just uh, recap a little mm-hmm. bit to connect with uh, with us today? Absolutely, Nick. Before I do that, though, I would like to second what you were saying about go to living media. Um, because what, listener, what you have heard over the radio has been very intense. Um, it's all truth. It's all from the Bible. But you may want to go, <coughs> excuse me, you may want to go and, and check it out and, um, it will, it'll make more sense, mm. I'm sure. But getting back to what we discussed last night, secrets to success. <coughs> um, Nick, we helped with, we dealt with the, the question, what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean? And and we discovered that there is a difference between what a Christian is and what a Christian does. A Christian accepts the gift of salvation, the free gift of salvation, and has a living relationship. I like that. Mm-hmm. It's a living relationship. And we went on to talk about what's a true motivation for us. Well, it's a love of God that motivates us. Mm-hmm. The love of God constraineth us. And but there was a very important part came next, and that was how important is the Holy Spirit in the life of a Christian. And I believe without the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our life or the life of a Christian, we're powerless, absolutely powerless. You know, there's a statement that I've, I've known for many years, and it says, um, there is no limit to the one who, putting self aside, makes room for the working of the Holy Spirit in his or her life and, and is consecrated to him. And I believe wholeheartedly in that. And then we went on to see what was the success. What what did Jesus say about it? He left us with a thought. He said, abide in me. And that's very important. He likened us likened us to the vine. Mm-hmm. You know, we are the, the the branches. And if we're not uh, if we're not connected to Him, that was something we brought out a bit last night. If mm-hmm. you want power every hour, you got to be connected. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so we talked about what um, the spiritual benefits of studying the Bible. We talked about how to study the Bible. And, of course, there are many different ways of that. But I hope that's been a help to mm. um, some listener there. Um, we got on to prayer. And I think you mentioned that before, especially in the prayer in the life of Jesus. And he is our perfect example. And why is it so important? And why is sharing the gospel important? Not just for the other person, it is also important for us mm-hmm. because as we're talking about the gospel, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. And we finished actually um, last night on how should a Christian live in terms of character and contact mm. conduct. And we were dwelling on the word holy and um as Fabiano stated, holy is is being set apart, mm-hmm. especially in in when we're talking about God being set apart for His service. Yes, and um, yeah, He gave us the great example. He came to this earth to serve, mm-hmm. not to be served. And I like how you mm-hmm. said a bit earlier, just to stay connected, to oh. stay connected, and that was true. Prayer, and we can yes. do that. And I like how David was also um, elaborating a little bit yes. there that. Uh, Personal, private prayer, uh, family prayer, and also prayer for the nations mm-hmm. and uh, and corporate uh, prayer. Corporate prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing which we, you know, we talked about with uh, David was that uh, these days, you know, um, in the family, you can see with the busyness of life that you may miss out of some uh, quality mm-hmm. uh, prayer. And um, also, he mentioned that uh, not just a time of prayer, but uh, life 
of prayer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. We're told to pray without ceasing. And it's it's that relationship. You know, um, what what is the other statement that I heard was prayer is is um, the key in the hand of mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is, well, he's my best friend, and I'm sure he's yours too, mm. Nick. And we want to talk to him as we would with an earthly friend. But the difference is Jesus knows everything about us. And what I love about that is that he loves me anyway. Mm. You know, yeah. and and he died even while we're still sinners, and so we're really sinners saved by grace. And as we're talking uh, today, uh, secrets to success, mm. Helen. When you say success, everyone you know uh, think of uh, how can be how can I become successful in uh, this life and uh, do well. But you know, sometimes that is not the. Uh, all what it matters, you know, to, fulfill, yeah. to have the fulfillment. But we're looking in the Bible, and I like one of the passages here, which I would like you to, to share with us in Romans 12, uh, verse 2. Um, what spiritual advice did Paul um, give us uh, and to the Christians, uh, particularly to the Romans? He wrote mm-hmm. a letter to the to Romans, but to everyone uh, today here. Okay, Romans twelve two. Um, it's good counsel. He says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm. And I found that interesting as I as I've studied into that. You know, Paul was virtually saying, Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world. Mm-hmm. And why did he do that? Because usually those behaviors and customs are very selfish and um, very materialistic, often corrupting. Mm-hmm. And he's warning us. He said, you know, don't, don't be like that. Let God transform you into a new person, changing your ways. And it's only the Holy Spirit that does that. Let me just add that. Only the Holy Spirit can renew us, re-educate and redirect our mind. But, you know, um, Nick, have you ever heard the phrase, when in Rome do as the Romans do? Right, yes, I think I heard that, yes. You had it in your country? Yes, yes. Okay. And, you know, coming from Romania, which um, carries the name from the Romans. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, it's interesting that when we read this, the Apostle Paul said to the Christians in Rome, when in Rome, don't do as the Romans do. So he kind of made that into a negative, mm-hmm. if you like. But you, and, and I guess it's because when he looked around, he could see all the worldly things and all the pressures that people, you know, and he's saying, make sure you don't become that way yourself. You know, one Bible translation says, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. And I thought that was a good translation. Mm, very nice. Squeezing you into its mold. Christians are different. They stand for unique principles and values. And the Christian lifestyle is based on the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it, it may not always be popular, Nick. And, but, you know, there's a quote that Martin Luther King said. He said, we are called to be people of conviction, not conformity, of moral nobility, not social respectability. We are commanded to live differently and according to a higher loyalty. Mm. He was an amazing man. Yeah, that was uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I forget the junior? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. I just reminded you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, we, do, we don't want the world's values. Yes. Let's face it, we don't. Absolutely, Helen. And mm. um, you you know, what specific aspects of the world should um, a Christian avoid? Oh, whoa. Let me just turn up in Scripture. There's a good text in 1 John, and I've got it here, 1 John two fifteen and 16. 
And it says here, do not love the world or the things of the world. And I'm going to skip a little bit here, mm-hmm. but it says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not the Father, but is of the world. Mm. You know, y- you think of what's going on today, Nick, and what are people watching? What are they seeing? The average person sees over, what, a thousand commercials every day? Mm-hmm. And and look, it's not just on the telephone, the television. It's also on our phones. All the gadgets. Yes. Ads, ads are coming on, mm. and what have you. And I think, boy, this is getting bad. You know, enti- try to entice us to buy what we don't really have, and often we don't, we shouldn't really want it. You know, so Jesus has warned us against there is a deceitfulness of riches and cares of this world. You know, I remember when I first got married, Nick, oh dear, I was so materialistic, Mm. absolutely materialistic. If somebody broke a casserole dish that we got at our wedding present, oh, I just, I just wept. Yeah, it just means so much to me. I praise God he allowed me to go through a massive earthquake, 7.4 on the Richter scale, right under our flat. And all of a sudden, nothing was important anymore. The only thing that I could hang on to was not my husband, not the material things, but the Lord. Mm. The only thing. And I praise God because nowadays I can walk out. Walk out and leave it all behind. And Helen, you know? uh, that's so important what you're just saying because mm-hmm. uh, uh, we are um, naturally, you know, tempted <laughs> for the things in this world, for uh, me, 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 I want, I want, I want, uh, all those things. But uh, when you get to know God and have a relationship with the one who gives, 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 oh, yes. um, you understand differently. And even uh, you reminded Myself, you know, of uh, my past, you know, when I used to be involved in uh, show business and every day was a party for me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, that's uh, heaven on earth here. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Every next day in the morning when I wake up, I felt empty. Mm -hmm. I felt empty. And I thought, what's the meaning of life? I mean, if, okay, I had the you know, a long night or a beautiful party or whatever. Until I gave my life to God, to Jesus, yes. and allow Him to really give me the satisfaction of life. Mm. Key to success. Yeah. Somebody once said that in our heart is a God-shaped hole. Mm-hmm. And only he can fill it. You remind me what you were just saying of Louis Torres. Do you remember Louis Torres? He was in Haley... Bill Haley and the Comets. The com- yes. And um, I, I know um, he's, he's actually a pastor now. And I, I know him and I've trained under him. And the interesting thing is that he said exactly what you said. He had everything that you could want up there at the top. But he felt empty. And yeah. it wasn't until he gave his heart completely to the Lord was he fulfilled. And I, look, I'm sure if there's a listener out there today that's hearing our words that if you haven't yet given your life to God please do so yeah. I mean he's promised us life more abundantly and I, I can testify that to, mm-hmm. in my own life you know? and, and you said a bit earlier that uh, whatever you, you open a TV you know even to look at uh, some news or whatever and it's full of all those programs just for you just for yourself just to to lift up your um, yourself and you know and to entice and to entice and the secular uh, you know influences of the world often you know revolved around you know like 
power, money, sex. Yes. You know, that's what you see every time. It's um, it's yeah, it's sad that uh, life is only understood uh, under this. Uh, context. Mm. One of the reasons why I don't particularly like television anymore is because I believe the even the adverts are getting very raunchy, you know, and it just puts thoughts into people's minds. But, you know, the Bible, um, Nick, it gives us an answer to that. It tells us the sort of things that we should occupy the minds of, mm-hmm. of us and Christians. And this, uh, you know, there's a beautiful text in Philippians 4, 8. I personally, when I first came across this text, I wanted to put it on every television set, every computer, every mobile phone, mm-hmm. because it's such good counsel. And I guarantee if we measured everything by this, we wouldn't be spending the time on the TV and, and DVDs and all the rest. It says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, meditate on these things. That's now, beautiful. Passage. Can't you just imagine that, you know, we've got the two forces working within us anyway. And we've talked about that before. You know, the Holy Spirit is convicting us of sin and offering us power to live like Christ. Mm-hmm. But then we've got the devil working on our sinful nature. And, and it's a continual struggle, really. He's trying to entice us and allure us um, into believing his deceptions. You know, the devil wants us to think that sin is a better choice for us. And but as a Christian, we need to protect our mind, our emotions to ensure that they honor can honor God and live a, a holy life. And and I just, you know, there is another statement I'd like to share with you. It says you may not be what you think you are, but what you think you are. Mm. And I think that's just very important. You know, the Christian should be thinking about positive things, see the best in people, loving other people, encouraging them, supporting them. We need to have our minds protected. You know, Satan will come in every, any avenue. If you give him an inch, he'll try and take a foot mm. in the door. And we need to be very, very careful of that. With our television, with magazines, with music, internet information, it leads us away from God. And the sad part is, Nick, that some people get so addicted to it. And, you know, even some people, they might be sitting on the Internet, inadvertently click onto something, and there's pornography. Yes. And I was horrified. I heard David um, Butcher say on one of our, and I think I I wrote it down, that there are 53% of ministers that are hooked on Mm -hmm. pornography. Mm -hmm. And that just horrifies me. Yes. I don't know how you feel about that, but then I I just want to go to each one and say, hey, read this text. Put it in your mind. Say it every day. Put it in front of your internet, you know. I mean, talking about, you know, uh, Christians and even ministers here, as you just said, mm. I mean, uh, what sort of Christians receive the grace of God? I believe, and I'm putting my own words in here, I believe that he wants to have humble Christians. You know, Micah's, Micah has got a text in there. It says, um, you know, what does God require of us but to walk Humbly. Humbly, And there's another text in James 4. He says here, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Mm. Mm. You know, and I believe that God can't help someone who is proud and self-sufficient. You know, going around saying, I'll do it my way. You know, and just disregarding God. You know, when you realize your need of Christ and admit that you are a sinner, God will give you all the grace that you need. 
Mm. That is just beautiful. A humble Christian, Nick, not only sees their own need, but also lives a life of service for others. God gives grace to us, empowers us for a holy life. That's what he wants, a life that impacts every part of our experience, including but not limited to our finances, our relationships, and even how we present ourselves. We should be living a life that is wholly consecrated to God. And when you think of it, there's another text in Scripture that says that we are um, the temple of God. And we need to think about that sometimes. You know, what sort of temple are we, what are we doing with our bodies, with our minds? What are we putting into our bodies, you know, and into our minds? Is that bringing praise to God in his temple? That's worth thinking about when you stop and think about that. You mentioned finances, uh, Helen, and it's amazing that, you know, we live, particularly in these days, probably was all over the time, you know, in history, when everything almost revolved around money, you know, money and finances. But do we have any passages in the Bible to help us to manage, you know, our uh, uh, finances and to really experience a benefit out of it? Well, yes, there is. Um, And I've got here 2 Corinthians 9, 7. I've just been flipping it over while you've been talking. Mm. I was listening to you, by the way. It says, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Mm. A cheerful giver. Now, let me just say, that's not just talking about finances. Even if you are doing, um, if you have a gift on hospitality, for example, do it cheerfully, not grudgingly. Mm. And, And sadly, I've seen people that doing stuff for other people and they're actually whinging. And I remember saying to somebody once, if you you don't like what you're doing, don't do it. God wants us to be cheerful givers, you know, in all avenues. I think it's interesting in Malachi 3.8, it says, will a man rob God? Seriously, do you go around thinking, have you robbed God? Most people don't even think about it. But it says, yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what ways have we robbed you? And he said, in tithes and offerings. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, you know, if someone doesn't know about tithe, it's, we're talking about 10%. God, God's given us 100%. And he said, can you just give me 10% back? And I, I count that not just in money. I count it in everything. You know, 10% of the week. You know, 10% of what I am doing in the world. Give it to him. I know other people who have gone more than 10%. But don't rob God. Mm. Don't rob him. And let me tell you, he will not leave you wanting. You know, I don't... uh, Look... Every one of us, I suppose, worries about finances at some time or other. But, you know, God says, don't. Don't worry, you know, what you're going to eat or drink or what you're going to wear. You know, your father knows your need and he will supply it. And I can testify over and over again. Oh, Nick, I was talking to a girl today that I gave one of those books to and she's read it and she loved it. And um, I, I was telling her about the car that I was given and we got talking and I said, you know, you wouldn't believe this, but God has given me my last three cars and I have witnesses to testify that. He knows my needs. He knows that, you know, I'm fully committed to service to him. I don't love him for what he gives me. I love him for who he is. Mm. And he does bless us. But he wants us to be responsible as well. We need to look after that. You know, we need to return our tenth to And God. I actually God says, put me to test. 
Yes. You know, and see yes. if I would not open the windows mm. of heaven, you yeah. know. Uh, and oh, Nick, I've seen him open the windows of heaven. I've seen him do that. We had an incident once where um, my husband wrote to an airline he was working for and he said, I think you've made a mistake in my pay, you know, and so we put money aside. I think it was him. We went out, off on our holidays, came back, and they wrote back and said, sorry, we did make a mistake. We underpaid you. Mm. And we had this check looking at us, and truly we did not know what to do with it. It's, it, God does that. But let me stress something that, you know, there is no, he just asks us for that 10%. He asks us to be cheerful. He asks us to be honest. And he knows when we're not. But we don't give that um, to pay God. You know, it's, it's actually not even a gift. It's God's money mm-hmm. to use by the church to pay for the ministry. It's God's money. We're just giving him back. So, you know, some people say, I can't afford it. And I, my answer to that is, you can't not afford it. You know? And probably that's the, the thing when we struggle a lot because we are holding on on yes. the things which are not ours. Yeah. And um, we don't experience that uh, through faith mm-hmm. that uh, God really can look after us. Yeah. I remember, uh, Helen, when I arrived here in uh, Australia, you know, I couldn't speak one word in English. I didn't have a job. I didn't have... <laughs> You're doing well now. <laughs> um, I'm trying, <laughs> but, you know, uh, there is much more to to do there and to improve. But, you know, from day to day, I would never uh, lack anything. No. You know, and when this was something amazing to me, I start to do, you know, odd jobs, everything, whatever I could put my hands on. And uh, sometimes I, I finish a job, which I was doing, and that's it. I thought, this is it. Now uh, I haven't got anything. And in that day, when I finished the job, the phone rang. Somebody this offered another me another one. job. Yeah. What's amazing. And again and again like that. Um, mm. Just wonderful. Hey, I'm going to take another break right now. And... Um, I would like to play a song which kind of become a little bit of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you heard it uh, before, please just yes. uh, don't switch off. Uh, the reader, I believe you'll enjoy this beautiful song That's because we are talking about uh, to trust yes. in God. And God look after everybody, even after a blind man. This is the um, uh, song I would like to play, Blind Man by, by Andres Stevenson. See the world. 
A man stood down and made some clay He walked to me then gently touched my eyes From my eyes and I saw the light I saw the light and it was so bright I saw the face of the one who healed my eyes FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick, Rita and Helen Gray. We are very happy to share with you some secrets to success today. And this beautiful song, I really like it, uh, <laughs> Helen. Uh, and it I pray beautiful. to God to open our eyes mm-hmm. and to really see the true um, happy living. Not just uh, be tempted, you know, with um, things of this world, as we just read uh, earlier, a passage in the Bible, not to be conformed with the things of this world. Um, Helen, I know time is going fast now, but I like a little bit just to touch on uh, on the family aspect a little bit and marriage, because that's another thing which uh, in society people are struggling a lot. Okay, just before we do though, Nick, you were talking before about faith and what have you, and I was reminded of the widow in the times of Elijah, how she gave cheerfully to Elijah her last, Mm -hmm. she had the last bit of flour and what, and Elijah assured her that she will not, the, the oil would not run out. And she had enough faith that she gave it to Elijah, even though that was the last meal for her and her son. She gave it to him. That's faith. 
and God did not let her down. He, you know, he told her to gather all these pots, and he filled every single one of them miraculously. Mm-hmm. And if she hadn't run out of pots, she would have still been filling them. Mm. You know, yes. just yeah. amazing. But you did say, let's talk about the family, yes. And I, I think that's very important because we need to look at what is a Christian's approach to relationships, marriage, and the family. And I'm reminded in Hebrews 13.4, it says, Marriage is honorable among all and Genesis 2.24 says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. You know, Christianity involves around relationships, God with us and us with others. Mm. God has designed us to be loved and to love. I find it very interesting in that Hebrews 1 where it says marriage is honorable, But if I can just read a little bit more on that one, it goes on to say, and remain faithful to one another in marriage. But it also says God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Mm. You know, I mean, God hates sin. But, oh, boy, listener, he loves the sinner. And he doesn't want you to stay Mm. in that, that situation. So God had his design for us, didn't he? To love and be loved. And the reason he made, well, if you like, rules about it is for our benefit. He knew what would make us happy and what would make us sad. How many people do you know, um, Nick and I know, that have looked over the fence and thought it was a lot greener? They've forgotten that they still have to mow the grass. (laughs) You know what I'm saying there? Yeah. Um, But there are also other principles that are in the Bible. There's principles even about Christian dress. Mm And I find that interesting too. 1 Timothy 2, 9 and 10 says, In like manner also that the women adorn themselves in modest apparel. Do we see that a lot today? With propriety and moderation, not with braided hair of gold or pearls or costly clothing, but with good works. Now let me just stress, God's not against gold. He's not against pearl. Goodness, I mean, the the holy city is going to be gold. Look at those jewels in the sanctuary on the on the high priest. You know, he loves beautiful things. But we're not to wear them for our own glory. We're not to wear them to draw attention. You know, in the time that Paul wrote this, women had all this braided hair and they had things through it and what have you. And it was really um, self-adornment. And And I believe with Helen, I believe because the family, again, the family nucleus uh, missed out on uh, on the principles here. And uh, people are focusing on themselves again. Yes. The glory of uh, self. Yes. And um, now... As you just mentioned about dresses and other things, doesn't apply only for the ladies. No, thank you. I'm glad you said that. I wasn't going to say it, but go on. <laughs> you know, but no, it's so yes. true because men can be also trapped in uh, self-glorifying themselves yes. in various ways. Yes. And again, here, bringing back to the family, how important it is to, um, to really have the values of the family, enjoy the family life, and not to be uh, always tempted by the influences from outside and always feel like, oh, I, I am not fulfilled because of the, I haven't got this or I haven't got yes. that. If you really have a happy marriage, happy family, probably you don't need all those things. No, that's true. And look, while we're on that subject, just very briefly, I'm very much aware that when we come before God, whether it be in, in a church situation or whether it be in our homes, you know, God wants the best. 
And I believe that, you know, if we went to the the White House, we would probably want to get dressed up. We went mm. to see the Queen, we get dressed up. And I believe we should wear our best for God as Absolutely. well. And um, as, in fact, Fabiano and I were talking about that last night. Yeah. I think our time's getting away very quickly. Yeah, and I was just going to say, Helen, uh, could you just bring it together a little bit, a few points to take mm. home uh, mm-hmm. and to, to learn uh, together uh, with our listeners? Okay, I'd, I'd be happy to do that. Let me just quote a text here in Jeremiah 31 3 it says the Lord has appeared of old to me saying yes I have loved you with an everlasting love therefore with loving kindness I have drawn you you know I believe there are three points we need to remember through this study the only way to live as a Christian is stay connected to Jesus remember I said if you want power every hour you've got to be connected the keys to growth are Bible study prayer and sharing the gospel and please remember that God loves you and loves me with an everlasting love have I got time to share a short story one minute probably one we can, minute. Uh, I talk real fast can you keep uh, up with me okay a man found a small white dog whimpering by the side of the road the dog was clearly in pain with a broken leg and the man took the dog home put a splint on the leg nursed him back to health the little pup grew to love the man during that period he hobbled his way around the house following his new master they played together and each day the dog now named Jetta, would be looking for his master to come home from work and suddenly Jetta disappeared. The man was quite upset and felt as if the dog did not appreciate what he had done for him. But the man's feelings soon changed because the next day Jetta was at the back door of the house wagging his little tail. But this time Jetta was not alone. Sitting beside Jetta was another small dog and that other dog also had a broken leg. Jetta had brought the lame puppy to his master so it could be healed. And my friends, I believe that's what we need to do with our friends. And I love that story. I could just imagine that dog going and bringing... I had a cat that did that once. Went out and brought its, its friend to me and it was really quite funny. But that's what God wants us to be. Loving, caring, supportive loving and lovable Christians. Wonderful. Wonderful. Only through the power of the Holy Spirit. Wonderful. Helen, uh, would you mind just to pray as we conclude? Happy to do so. Loving Heavenly Father, here we come to you again. We thank you, Lord, for this study. We thank you for your words in Scripture. You have given us guidelines, and it's for our good. And we know that you know what's best for us. So help us to be obedient to you. But, Lord, help us to do things in love because of what you have done for us. You've loved us with an amazing love. And, Lord, may we love you in return. May we bring honor and glory and praise to you in all that we say and all that we think and all that we do. I pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Oh, uh, our time is up. And uh, thank you for joining us today, uh, Nick uh, Krita and Helen Gray. And please uh, join us again next time as we are going to look into a different program talking about health and um, all uh, those uh, things to uh, improve our uh, life also. But until then, I leave you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace of the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May God richly bless you. This is a song I'm living with you. Be thou my vision. Oh, beautiful. Be thou.